It's All-Star Game Week in Major League Baseball. So looking at all sports, what are the greatest all-star moments in Minnesota sports history? That's coming up on today's Minnesota Sports Rankum. This is Minnesota Sports Rankum, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. It's the show that settles debates and starts new ones. It's Minnesota Sports Rankum on Locked On Sports Minnesota. I'm your host, Sam Ekstrom. I'm on Twitter at Sam Ekstrom. Haven't started my Threads account yet. Uh, I'm part of the Minnesota Football Party, the Ron Johnson Show, and this program, which ranks top five lists every week in the Minnesota sports scene. Sidekick Luke Inman, at Luke underscore Spinman on Twitter. NFL Draft Buzz newsletter author. You can subscribe to that at LockedOnPodcast.com slash newsletters. And you can subscribe to this network, Locked On Sports Minnesota, for free on YouTube, and we're available for free wherever you get your podcasts. Luke, can't wait to get into this episode with you. Today is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more at FanDuel.com slash Locked On. Luke, we're talking all-star, and not just baseball. But we're talking all sports, Pro Bowl, NBA All-Star Game, NHL All-Star Game, if you want. Hey, MLS All-Star Game, if you've got something, you can put it on the list. Top five moments. And hey, I'll even expand it, Luke, to skill competitions. If you want to do home run derby, dunk contest, three-point contest, that's on the table as well. Top five Minnesota moments. How'd this one go for you? Yeah, love the concept for today, which obviously got the All-Star game next Tuesday. But by the way, quick sidebar, Aaron Gleeman, the geek, had a tweet yesterday that said the Twins pitching staff. Did you see this? The Twins pitching staff right now, number one ERA in the league, number one strikeout rate, number one OBP against, number one slugging percentage against, number one OPS against, number one in innings per start, and... Number one most quality starts in the entire MLB. So knowing all that, Sam, how many Twins pitchers would you guess were voted into this year's All-Star game? Just off the top of the head, I would say 17, you would think, right? (laughs) One guy, Sonny Gray. Absolutely erroneous, Sam. Uh, This is going to be fun, though. Once I started doing some digging, this was way tougher than I first thought it would be. Can't wait to compare and contrast, as we always do. Yeah, certainly the baseball all-star game has some mystique to it that probably gives it a little more weight than the other leagues, but I've got a couple other ones on my list as well. Luke, you want to kick us off with your number five? Let's go back to 2007. That would be Adrian Peterson's rookie year. Busts on the scene, almost 1,400 yards, 12 touchdowns. No-brainer, he gets voted in, and all he does, caps off that rookie year by balling out in the 2008 Pro Bowl, 129 yards, two touchdowns on just 16 carries, mind you. And he was critical to the NFC's monster comeback that year. Unbelievable way to cap off that monster rookie season. And to do it on a national scale always feels a little bit more special as a Viking fan, watching AP, one of your own, put up one of the top 10 best stat lines in Pro Bowl history. APAD, number five on my list. Yeah, in 2007, they were probably kind of trying to tackle you still at that point. Sure. Um, yeah, imagine if he had had that game in 2017. Mm-hmm. I think that it, it would be a 300-yard performance because no he doubt. would not get tackled. He would just take everything to the house in the watered-down Pro Bowl. I think people still cared uh, 15 years ago in that game. I've got a Pro Bowl on mine 
We're not getting to it quite yet, but it is different than the AP game. I'm going to go back to 2014, the only all-star game at Target Field. Twins weren't good that year. I think they had one guy, but that one guy was the closer, Glenn Perkins. So Glenn Perkins, the hometown guy, got to pitch in front of his hometown fans in the All-Star game, the only All-Star game played so far at Target Field, and he got to save the game for the American League. Remember, that was Derek Jeter's final All-Star game. There was a lot of hubbub about that. The American League was and has been dominant in All-Star games for whatever reason, but they were on a big string. They won that game 5-3 to three, thanks to a 1-2-3 ninth inning from Glenn Perkins. Uh, and he had, remember, the walkout music, the Johnny Cash uh, play, and everybody loved it, uh, Love and it. Glenn got that moment. So that's my number five. Number four, let's stick with the Twins. And, and I will say, for how cool this one is, you might think it's strange I only have it at number four, but Justin Morneau winning the Home Run Derby in 2008 comes in at number four. And the reason this one gets overshadowed, in my opinion, is when you think back to the 2008 All-Star Game, everyone thinks back to Josh Hamilton and his whole story to get there and then going off with 28 home runs in the semifinals, just displaying arguably the greatest home run derby moment of all time. He burns out, though, in the semis. Morneau steals it from him in the finals, 5-3. to three. Huge year for Minnesota athletes at the All-Star Game in 08. AP, who was number five on my list, and then Morneau's home run derby title just a few months later. Pretty cool. That's awesome. I'm going to go back to the Pro Bowl for my number four, Randy Moss. Uh, you think AP had some games in the Pro Bowl? How about Moss? 1999 Pro Bowl MVP. So this wasn't his 98 season. This was his 99 season. So his second year so in the league. Technically the 2000 Pro Bowl. Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. After Y2K, um, Randy Moss in the Pro Bowl put up this stat line, nine catches, 212 yards and a touchdown. And Luke, you knew I had to go search for the highlights, right? Because the stat line does not tell the whole story. And I searched and I searched and I I'm telling you, there is one human being on this planet who had access and posted these highlights and I found them (laughs) and Randy Moss absolutely mosses a dude for one of his catches inside. Do you remember? I got a Bailey. So if we Green, want to do a little little on-air research here. I, it, was, it was number 29 um, mm-hmm. for the AFC. So whoever that might have been, I, I don't – it was not possible Patrick for me to Sertain. discern the name. Like yeah. Aeneas Williams, I, oh, we'll have wow, to go yeah. back and look. Maybe our mm-hmm. listeners can go back and figure it out. Number 29 yeah. in the 99-2000 Pro Bowl. Um, but Moss is that guy inside the five, so almost a touchdown, then catches a bomb – from Kurt Warner, again, inside the five later in that half. Could have had three touchdowns, only had one, but he had probably five catches that were 25 yards or more, including a TD, catching passes from primarily Kurt Warner and Brad Johnson, his former quarterback. Um, Randy Moss putting on a show in the Pro Bowl in Hawaii, number four. Yeah, he's number three on my list, and you busted out all the stats. 24 yards per catch. 
catches nine of those passes. You mentioned the TD and the MVP award. I'm sitting there thinking, how does this dude average 24 yards per catch in a Pro Bowl game and only catch one touchdown? Great breakdown and research by you. Caught with inside the five-yard line, not once but twice. So that adds up as well. And you got to remember, as boring as these Pro Bowls have gotten over the last decade or so, back then... This was still one of the most exciting games of the entire season. These guys still gave it their all. They were playing to win. Moss sets the Pro Bowl record, a record that, I mean, just given the new format now, that'll forever be etched in Pro Bowl history as the greatest receiving performance of all time and Mm -hmm. a top five Pro Bowl stat line in the history of the game. So Randy Moss, the freak, number three on my list. All right, number three on mine, Justin Morneau. Win in the Derby, Luke, so that's part of it. But there's a second part to this. After he wins the Derby, he comes back the next day and plays in the All-Star game. So you know how the All-Star games work, right? The starters go out and play four or five innings, then the backups come in. They finish the game, which is so backwards and weird. Well, this is when the game went 15 innings. So we got a lot of Justin Morneau in this game. They had to play it out because the winner got home field advantage in the World Series, so there was something at stake. And they played deep into the night at Yankee Stadium, a four-hour, 50-minute game. And in the 15th inning, they're running out of pitchers. They're going to have to start putting position players on the mound. Justin Morneau leads off the inning with a single, gets to third base with one out, a sack fly, gets him to tag. He comes home. He slides. Safe. Beats the throw by, I'm not kidding you, two inches. Two inches. He was not a fast guy. But let's remember, Justin Morneau, 2008, Luke. Rocco Baldelli would roll over in his proverbial (laughs) grave. He played 163 games that year. Stop it. He played every game, including the, the extra game at the end. He hit 300 with 129 RBIs. Oh, Rocco is so concerned with his health. 163 games. Yeah, Rocco just got heartburn somewhere. He, he's over near Target Field right now. He just got heartburn because he heard you say that. His radar just went off. But what a <laughs> stud, man. Justin Morneau, a shame the way his career kind of ended. But man, during his peak and prime, absolutely a thrill to watch and really rejuvenated the Twins fan base when he had him, uh, Mauer, Cuddy, all those guys during that era. Special time in Minnesota Twins baseball for sure. It, it was. Before we get to our top two, reminder that we're brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Take your first swing at betting MLB at FanDuel. New promotion going on. Get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Bet 20, you'll get $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose, 200 You can spend betting everything from money line to over-under to who you think hits the first home run. It's in a safe, secure Easy to use app, and you get paid instantly when you win. So bet baseball at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Sign up today, fanduel.com slash locked on. Get those 200 back in bonus bets. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. Luke Inman, number two. All right, Sam, the 2003 NBA All Star game. Maybe one of the most epic all-star games in NBA history because not only were the teams just stacked, these rosters were incredible. 
Not only did this game go into double overtime, Sam, you talk about a 15 inning MLB all-star game. This one goes Mm -hmm. into double OT, but this was the very last all-star game of Michael Jordan's career. So knowing all that to watch the big ticket, KG put up 37 points, win the MVP. He helped the West close it out with seven straight points to start the second overtime. That was so incredible, man. That was peak NBA for me growing up. So much history and legacies on the court at one time. You got KG sharing the court with guys like, just listen to this, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Shaq, Dirk Nowitzki, Steve Nash, Jason Kidd, Allen Iverson, Tim Duncan, Vince Carter, Paul Pierce, McGrady, Garrett Payton, Sean Barber. I mean, the list goes on and on. Don't forget about Brad Miller, Sam, your favorite. You still got the poster, Brad Miller. That's the real big ticket right there. Right there. Peja Stoyakovic. Come on. Don't forget about <laughs> these guys. Uh, KG, though, 03 All-Star game. Jordan's last game. Double OT thriller. He wins the MVP. That's number two on my list. Yeah, I loved that game. I remember that game so vividly, watching it when I was young. And and I think to myself, was I interested in these? Because I remember the Pro Bowl games too. I remember the All-Star games. Like, yeah. Was I interested in these games because I was a kid, because I was young, because I just loved sports? Or were they actually just better games back then? And I think they were better games. I think the quality of game, the weight that people put in it, I just think it mattered a lot more. And now I you probably aren't going to catch me watching many all-star games um, at this stage in my life and in kind of the evolution of those games. So that's a great one, Luke. And I think that's the correct answer for number two. I went off the beaten path, Timberwolves related. I wanted to honor their dunk contest greatness with the combination of Zach Levine, Mm. who repeated in 2015-16 and paid homage to Michael Jordan, putting the 23 jersey on his back and then floating through the air and going behind the back, between the legs, 360s, um, really just showing off his defiance of gravity. Levine wasn't much for props. He wasn't the greatest showman, a la um, Hugh Jackman, but he did have an uncanny ability to fly, which was incredible, which is what won him two dunk contests. But you know what? The, The one I really want to talk about It's 2008. People don't talk about Gerald Green enough. He didn't win this dunk contest. He was beaten out by Dwight Howard. But Gerald Green pulled off one of the most creative dunks when he was a a member of the Timberwolves for a very brief time. In fact, I think he was dealt to the Wolves for Kevin Garnett. I think that's how they got him. He put a cupcake with a candle on top of the rim, and then he was past the ball, He caught the ball. He blew out the candle and then dunked it. And Kenny Smith and Charles Barkley and Kevin Harlan are freaking out (laughs) on TNT. He blew it out, Kenny. He blew out the candle. Didn't win the dunk contest. Gets overshadowed. He was a terrible basketball player as a Timberwolf, but man, he had a great dunk. Gerald Green and Zach Levine, the combo, my number two. Great shout out. I had the Zach Levine on my honorable mentions. Glad you mentioned green as well. That still lives up there in dunk contest highlight reels for all time. I mean, they always show that clip inside some of the top 10, top 15 dunks of all time. So that's a great shout out. Here's my number one. And I know my two through five have all been single game performances, but when you think about Minnesota all-star games, at least from my era growing up, 
there's one single play that comes to mind and it's still replayed every year up on MLB network and in the highlight reels forever. You know what play I'm talking about yet? It's my number one as well. Barry Bonds at the plate during the pinnacle of his magical home run record uh, sends a shot to deep right field, but here comes Tori Hunter carrying the Minnesota name on his chest. He goes up and over to make one of the greatest home run robs in an all-star game of all time. You got Ichiro Suzuki watching in awe. Couldn't believe what just happened. Bonds picks up Hunter by the shoulders when he's running back to the dugout. If you made a top 10 highlight reel of greatest all-star game plays of all time in any sport, this would have to be somewhere on the list. And the fact the Twins, too, you think back then, they were just starting to come back around in 01 and 02 again. Weren't getting a lot of national love because of the small market. I think it really just it added a serious spark and some magic to the team and the state that the fans could rally around, give them some brief joy for once, and and finally get, again, some national spotlight and love. So Tory Hunter, Robin Bonds at the wall, number one on my list. Sam, you got to go back and watch it if you haven't already this morning. It's at the new Milwaukee mm-hmm. Stadium at the time. And you think about how tall those walls are out there. Hunter gets almost his entire arm over the wall, absolutely fully extended. It was truly spectacular. So do you think Barry Bonds like laid off the juice after he set the record? Because he set the record with 73 homers the year before, but then he dropped down to 46, 45. So had he been roiding up, that probably is gone. Oh, that's gone. Oh yeah, that's that's in that's in the tenth row. Yeah. Um, but Tori takes it back, and what what do you think that was worth to the Twins to Hunter's marketability? Like, ever and again, everyone's watching the All Star Game. This mm-hmm. is a big national uh, moment, kind of around the Fourth of July. People gathered to watch this game, and it happened in the first inning when everybody was tuned in. Uh, Bonds picking him up was such a great moment that they captured. Uh, and Joe Buck on the call saying, well, they'll tell you, this is a normal occurrence for Minnesota fans. And the twins were like on the map that instant. And this yes. was the Moneyball season. This is the season they went and beat the A's in the, the ALDS, their last series win. And that moment was such an encapsulation of that season, which was just magic all the way through. It's the easy number one. And a little footnote, that game ended in a tie, which is why... They made the winner after that. The winner got home field in the World Series, so there wouldn't be any more ties. But no one yeah, remembers. Joe that. Buck on the call, by the way. I, mm-hmm. I, I watched it nine times this morning. Joe Buck on the call, right when it leaves his bat, he go, Buck goes, "Oh, he didn't get his arms fully extended." And he and then it just kept carrying and carrying and further. <laughs> so maybe he further. was still he was maybe still on the there juice. was a little juice left in the veins still from the season <laughs> prior from those seventy three bombs. But yeah, absolutely incredible. And yet once again, we have very similar top fives. Once it's all said and done, pretty cool. Yep. Well done, Luke. That was a lot of fun. Your top five all-star moments in Minnesota sports history. Let us know what what we forgot. Did we make any mistakes? Leave your comments in the YouTube section below here. Subscribe, please. We're also free and available wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, Next week, back with a new list. He's Luke Inman. I'm Sam Ekstrom. So long.